0: Welcome friends, James Corbett here at CorbettReport.com and a conversation that is being recorded on the 22nd of July 2021 and viewers of the Corbett Report will know by now that the most important dictum to follow in any investigation of any major world transformational event is follow the money. Of course, of course, follow the money. We did it with 9-11 and saw there were a lot of different avenues that that let us down. And of course, it's no different with COVID-1984 and the biosecurity state that we are goose-stepping into, follow the money. And the obvious and I think first order of that dictum in this case would be to follow the money into the... The construction of the biosecurity state, the pharmaceutical companies, those types of grifts that are undoubtedly forming and which will probably eventuate into a multi-trillion dollar industry that will engulf the globe. But there is an even more fundamental layer to the scam, the fundamental monetary scam that is taking place right now, which is the monetary base itself and the drastic transformation of that base that's taken place in the past year and a half, right under most people's noses, without most people even thinking about it. And it is leading us towards an even more radical transformation along the lines of central bank digital currencies. You will know all of these different pieces of the puzzle from different things I've done over the past year and a half, but if you really want a good handle on it, I would highly suggest that you uh, find a copy of the latest Solari report, which includes a piece by John Titus on the going direct reset that is absolutely essential to understanding the nature of the takeover that has just taken place under our nose and where it is leading us in terms of the monetary base. Now, that's a lot to unpack and to chew so in order to do that we're going to be talking of course to the founder of the solari report katherine austin fitz who's been on the program a number of times in the past so i hope you'll check into our previous conversations if you haven't yet done so i hope you'll also sign up to be a member of solari.com so you can receive the report and get this detailed information but let's dig into it Catherine austin fitz thank you for taking the time to talk with us today
1: Thank you, James, and thank you for uh, taking the time to read it. I know it's a lot to read, but after we did state of our currencies, I knew we had to sort of dig deeper if people were going to understand. And I was very concerned how the how the controls in the financial area were were lining up with the vaccine passports and controls in the in the bio pandemic, whatever you want to call it. So, I asked John to dig deeper. And he did an incredible job and he came back. I, I forced him to read all the BlackRock papers because, you know, it's amazing how much they assume nobody's going to read this. So they're remarkably honest about it. And he came back and and the, our essential take, you know, sort of the way we described this is this was not, uh, the, you know, this was not a recession. This was not a depression. This was not a problem caused by the pandemic. This was a takedown. And he proves it. He proves it beyond a shadow of a doubt. This was a takedown as you already knew and you had described many times, but it's always good to have the you know the detailed research behind it.
0: Uh, Yes, it absolutely is. And I can attest to that. Um, For example, people can go and look at the conversations that I had with John Titus last year, where we talked about this. And we talked about how this was already happening September 2019, before the virus was on anyone's radar, real or otherwise. And we talked about the monetary nature of this. But that was before, yeah, uh, reading through all the BlackRock white papers and going through it in black and white and putting it into... As I say, a very detailed, very comprehensive report that, as you say, proves without a shadow of a doubt this is a takeover that has taken place. It is also uh, the single largest wealth transfer in history. Absolutely, this is Absolutely. incredible. What's going on right now? Give people a sense of the scope of what's what's just taking. So place.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna grossly oversimplify. Essentially, what you do is let's say there are two economies. You're Main Street. I'm Wall Street. I shut down your economy, then my central bank prints a huge amount of money, I give it to my pals, and they go buy your stuff for pennies on the dollar, because you're in the corner. You know, it is a fraudulent inducement, it is a debt trap, it is the ultimate in disaster capitalism. And it's so big, the scale of it is so enormous, it's hard for people to fathom it. But that is exactly what's happening. I mean, you've tracked disaster capitalism in many different forms. But this one is pretty obvious, it's just very, very big.
0: It uses even some of the very same lending facilities and other things that were constructed for the 2008 scam that took right. place. But that was localized to some extent within the right. American banking system. This is truly global. They have shut down the right. global economy to buy it up on pennies on the dollar. It's well, insane. The,
1: well, the, here's the danger. Where, where we're moving is getting control of 100% of the economy. The, the amount of the economy that's been controlled by the central bankers has been growing. But now essentially what they're doing as part of a creeping financial coup is taking over control of the sovereign treasuries because the treasuries have gotten themselves so in debt. So you lever up the government money, you know, so you issue debt, you pull money out the back door, and then you say the government's bankrupt. And now it's putting the central banks in a a position where they can basically take over control of fiscal policy too. And that's part of what going direct is. But it also means they're injecting money directly into Wall Street. They're not just doing it into the reserve system, which Janna shows they're jumping the train tracks. And this is You know, this is unprecedented. And so you're looking at a fundamental reengineering of the financial system where they want to go with this is the end of currencies, because if you look at where CBDC goes, it goes to a complete control system. And, uh, you know, I keep putting up on my website and I know you've seen it, a very one minute video of Carson's, the general manager of the Bank of International Settlements, basically saying we'll be able to, you know, when you use cash now, we can't see where it goes. But uh, when you use CBDC, we'll be able to see everything. And not only that, we can set policies and we will have the tools to enforce, which means it's not a currency system. It's a control system. They will have complete control. If they don't want you buying a pizza, you can't buy pizza. If they don't want you traveling more than five miles from your home, your credit card will not work, you know, more than five miles from your home. It's complete control.
0: Yes. And as Titus points out, this is also in the BlackRock white papers written by the exact same four authors who wrote right. the Going Direct Reset uh, white paper right. uh, writing policy revolution where they're talking about government support for companies will come with stringent conditions opening the door to right. unprecedented government intervention in the functioning of financial markets and in corporate governance. And he goes on to quote Karstens in that, uh, that video that you were talking about where there's a huge difference between cash and CBDC. For example, in cash, We don't know who's using a $100 bill today. We don't know who's using a 1,000 peso bill today. A key difference with the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, is that central banks will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use that this expression of central bank liability. And uh, also we will have the technology to enforce that. And uh, the nature of this, I know for a lot of people, it's hard to wrap your mind around this. John has some great videos up explaining the difference between reserve money and bank money and how they're erasing that line so that they can just throw bank money directly into the system and what that means, the takeover of the economy, what central bank digital currencies will do to that it's uh, suffice it to say this is the game for all the marbles this is what they're going for right now it's happening and nobody's talking about this aspect of this everyone's talking about the the smoke screen of this
1: you're you're talking about this john titus is talking about it i'm talking about it every you know so so the propaganda machinery doesn't talk about it but but the real media is talking about it. <laughs> We're talking not about enough, it all,
0: but... Not enough. So, so many yeah. people are still concentrating on the smoke screen. The entire scandemic yes. is a smoke screen for this takeover Absolutely. that's happening.
1: Absolutely. And, and if you look at, you know, it's really funny. The more injections they give, the more the bank stocks go up. Pfizer's not going up, but the bank stocks are going up. So it tells you something. Um, the reality is, if you look at the controls being put into place with the passports, that's designed to implement this financial system. The smart grid, you know, the use of climate change to get a smart grid, that's designed to put in the controls to do this control system. So so this is a financial transaction control system. I call it slavery, and this is exactly what they're going. And, you know, one of the reasons I love the Carson video so much is one of the rules in the central banks is you never tell them about the trap before you throw it. You know, you talk pretzel talk until – they're in the trap, and then you throw the trap, and then you can say it. But, you know, to our shock and amazement, Karsten sort of let let the cat out of the bag. And, and as Titus
0: pointed out in my conversation with him, Jerome Powell later on in the conversation kind of reins him back a little and talks oh, about the legal get, aspects and all of this.
1: Pal is, is backing up and backing up. You can see him because he's thinking there are more than 325 million guns in America. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny. The... Um, But it's interesting, Powell came out last week and pointed out that CBDCs would basically wipe out cryptocurrency, which surprised me, you know, because, of course, that's that's putting, you know, that's like stepping in the hornet's nest. So he's there's surprisingly refreshing conversation coming out. What we need is people fighting the passports to understand this is part and parcel of one system. And it's very much part of the CBDCs and the universal basic income, which is a way of getting everybody totally dependent so you can get control.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I like to think that people who have watched all four, four parts of the Gate series have seen that convergence, how the ability to block your physical access to a space based on your health status is just one one link in the chain of all of these things that are being woven around that are at base is about controlling your every interaction and how can you do that at a more fundamental level than by controlling the currency and the use of that currency so that there will be no cash you won't be able to just trade with people you'll have to use your CBDC and they will be able to decide at the central bank level whether you've been a good boy or a naughty boy a good girl or a naughty girl whether you can transact with people around you it, right. You know, let's let's step back for a moment. Again, there's so much to to get into here, but we're we're talking about this in the context of my solutions watch series. So we want to concentrate on what we can do about this. If that right. is the nightmare scenario that they are lusting after and going towards so quickly right now, what does that imply about what our solution to this can be?
1: So the the good news is if you look at what they're implementing, they're depending on us to implement it, and we have the choice to not implement it. It's quite remarkable because it's so centralized, and operationally we're the ones who are doing it. So uh, as you know, we just launched a week ago, uh, something called two weeks ago, something called Cash Friday. And if you look at the pandemic, one of the things it was designed to do James was dramatically increased the amount of transactions that went digitally as opposed to cash. You know, so this is part of shutting down the main street economy and forcing everybody into the big publicly traded corporations, but forcing them into digital systems. Now, first of all, if you look at the main street economy, you would be shocked to see the override that the credit card companies and the other digital systems take in terms of profits on a neighborhood. Um, But what's remarkable, despite all the push into digital, people are still using a fair amount of cash. The problem is the pandemic really pushed them towards all digital. And now what we're trying to do with Cash Friday is take it back. One, stop letting that scheme happen to all your local businesses and to your business. But the other thing is, if we can stop this from going all digital, it's going to be that much harder to implement the complete control system critical in that is if you have not gotten your bank account out of a local bank get i mean out of a big bank in into a local bank or credit union you know absolutely do it and when you do it make it clear to them they don't want all digital you know all the conveniences of digital could basically if the cbdc's and the universal basic income roll out you could be talking about in america wiping out as many as five thousand banks so um main street the businesses the banks we all have a vested interest in not letting the digital take over
0: now i will of course direct people to solari.com slash cash cash dash friday um where they can read about this but in long story short the action plan is as simple as One: two, three. one use cash whenever you can but on fridays use cash only Two, download the Cash Friday slogan and spread it on all your social media platforms. It's especially important not to type out Cash Friday because of algorithms and censorship. And three, keep it going for as long as it takes. Explain point number two for us.
1: Um, You know, I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't (laughs) use social media. You know, I've just had it with social media. but. Um, there's no doubt, and the reason I don't I just run into huge amounts of censorship, but I am told by the person who does what little social media we do that we have to keep shaking up the name and and you know putting spaces or changing it because because the algorithms are going to shut it down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that certainly does happen, especially for trending things that they do not want to trend. And uh, and so that is right. uh, uh, something that I don't see a lot of people really taking into account when they start their hashtags. It is a good idea. Um, I wouldn't want to center this all around a, a hashtag that's going to be censored. So um, I'm not sure what it so means to download. So you know what I would love to
1: tell you? I would, uh, what I would love to tell you about is where it came from, the idea. So the... the folks from children's health defense, there's a European children's health defense, wonderful group of people. And um, so Mary Holland and the group from the US came over and we were meeting with them and the European and Vera Sharav was there, who's just a, a pistol. There's a great group of people. And we were talking about, I was trying to explain to everybody who's interest, you know, their, their whole thing is health. And I'm trying to explain the going direct reset and the importance of not letting this go all digital and, and we're trying to connect the dots with the passports. We've just published a big piece on the passports. We've got another one coming out today. And we're trying to look at the payment mechanisms and figure out how they're engineering the nuts and bolts of the train tracks. So, so Mary Holland said, well, what can we do to stop this? And I said, well, we should all start using cash. Now, everybody in America knows about fish on Friday and dressing down on Friday. So Mary Holland says, well, why don't we have a cash Friday? And everybody said, what a great idea. And I said, why didn't I think of that? Sure. <laughs> and it was just one of those magical moments where it just, you know. Anyway, so so I, I do want to say we're in the process of making stickers and hopefully when they're ready. I'm happy to send as many as you want to Tokyo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, we could definitely use them, Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we, we have also, if you come into the website, we have all sorts of great slogans. And we change it every week. So we're just started. Um, and uh, I don't know, you know, this is something everybody can do. And it was really interesting. Last Friday, I forgot we had a business lunch and somebody, my partner, paid with a credit card. And we all went, Oh, what did we do? So we made up on Sunday, and all, all Sunday was cash. And and so if you can't do it, if you you know don't don't feel bad. This has got to be fun. If you can't do it on Friday, make it up on Sunday, you know. And if you can do it all week long, do it. The other thing I wanted to mention, James, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it. We've just um, because it was clear that if we we're going to stop this, we had to decentralize our money. We rebuilt a tool that had been destroyed called the Silver and Gold Payment Calculator which is going to, when we finish working the development, it will have 150 different currencies and it will toggle back and forth between gold, silver, and your local coins and whatever your currency is. And it's a way to start a community currency on a just-do-it basis. Now, um, I think there are lots of great ways to do the community currency, but they're hard to get started. And this is a way to prime the prompt That doesn't require an organization, doesn't require meetings, doesn't require bylaws. You don't have to create anything. You just get a group of families and businesses together and decide to just do it. And, you know, some people don't want to put a lot of money in cash because they're worried about inflation. Well, fine, use your gold and silver. In other words, everything we can do to start to circulate more money and equity and time locally and do it in a basis that's private One of the things I'm trying to do is we're trying to come up with a course on cryptography that homeschoolers can teach their kids because Bill Binney once said, you know, if we can have the kids all making homegrown encryption, he said, it'll drive them crazy. (laughs) And then maybe we could do some local digital stuff anyway. So that's our idea. And I just encourage everybody to do it and, you know, post your, we do have a, a Telegram feed, and we do have a Twitter feed to support Cash Friday, and just do it.
0: You know, this resonates with, with a lot of different things um, that I've been thinking and, and talking about. For example, I talked about boycotts and boycotts on Solution Watch uh, a little while ago, where it's n- we, we all know about boycotts and are trying to avoid certain things, but boycotts are equally, if not even more important. What are we actually Absolutely. going to spend our money on, and how? Absolutely. And that's right. that's such an important part of this calculus that this addresses because as you say, suddenly you have to start thinking. Well, who is accepting my cash and who isn't? For example, I just covered a couple of weeks ago. Ballparks are now uh, throughout the United States. You can't you can't spend cash at the ballpark. Everything's digital, and really, many ballparks are now completely cashless, and they're going that way in a lot of different places right now. So it starts to be an actual obstacle to supporting certain types of businesses. And we have to let those businesses know we're not going to let them do this. And if they do, goodbye, good riddance. We do not need to support businesses like that.
1: Right. Especially because of issues of privacy, because much of the data is being misused, and I believe in criminal ways. One of the things that has most shocked me is I continue to see really enlightened people banking at the big New York Fed banks who are doing all of this and leading all of this. I mean, if you want to know who's to blame for all of this, you know, look no further. And what's amazing is they'll they'll still bank with them, they'll still give them their data. Um, and I can't tell you how many great local bankers and credit union board of trustees and managers there are who feel like they're not supported. So, you know, if we support them, they are a repository of extraordinary financial literacy. You give them a little bit of juice and, you know, they can rebuild the local economy. They know how to do it.
0: You know, you you raise a very important point there and one that you raised in your introduction to this Going Direct Research, uh, Reset report um, where you were talking about the context of essentially this Going Direct Reset will result in the deaths of millions of Americans, let alone people yes. in other places. And yes. you're talking about the culpability of people like Andrew Cuomo and Jerome Powell and others who are involved right. in this. And you're asking the question, why? Why would they be involved in this? What motivates these people? And interestingly, I thought it was quite interesting. You do bring it back to that level of personal introspection. And what is our own role in this? You say, uh, I would say that the co-conspirators bringing in totalitarian control while poisoning and destroying human civilization include a large percentage of the general population. As long as many of us continue to bank with Fed member banks or in myriad other ways signal our own unwillingness to look in the mirror, changing the trajectory of the reset will be difficult. Speak to that.
1: So the good news is you have no idea how powerful we are. It's really, do you know where the word boycott came from?
0: I don't, no.
1: It came from, uh, boycott was the name, I think, of a a British army guy who had started managing the estates in Ireland. And when he started to throw people out, the general population decided they would boycott him. And, and that's what led to the, you know, it was his name. And needless to say, it worked because shunning is one of the greatest, most powerful tools. When you talk to somebody who's banking at a big New York Fed member bank and you say, why are you banking there? You know what they'll tell you? I've heard this for years. I'm not important. My account's small. I'm not important. No, one you know, individuals do not understand how powerful they are. I'll never forget when I was assistant secretary. I got a call from one of the more important congressmen and they said, we, we need to talk to you about housing. Get over here right away. I came over and I said, what's the rush? And they said, we're getting all this correspondence. People are really concerned about housing. I said, really? How many letters have you gotten this week? They said, two. OK, but two people sat down and wrote personal hand, which is, a, you know, so so if you look at all the success that's happening around the world right now. In food and energy and local economies, it's a small group of people getting together and being absolutely ferocious. They're going to the school board, they're going here, they're going there, they're fighting the mandates. And, and so what I have to tell you is what you do with your time, your attention and your money is powerful. If you watch the propaganda machinery, you're just helping them, you're helping them kill you and your family. So, so Don't think that you're not important because I have to tell you, five to 10% of the people, you know, in the United States, in the planet, in the G7, just started to use cash on Fridays, it would be a revolution.
0: Yeah, that's what revolution revolution. really looks like. Really, really, truly looks like. And um, I'm, yeah, you thank you for underlining what I think is the fundamental key point that I want people to take away from the Solutions Watch series is that what you do with your time with your energy with your money with your daily interactions what you do is important and you should not just go along to get along or just take it for granted or just go with the flow do it consciously and with intent and it doesn't mean you have to be pure and 100% and all the time and but taking those steps and making make, carving out a space whether it's one day a week or whatever it is where you're going to put that as your conscious intent it will start to change your life and that will start to change the world we have to understand that.
1: So I have a great article called Coming Clean. It's free. You can, if you come to Solari, just do a search called Coming Clean. This all started for me, James, in 1998. I was sitting in my mansion in Washington, and I was writing a check on the worst bank on the planet. <laughs> you know, and I had a, I had a bank account in the private banking, you know, at the worst... And I, my hand froze and I said, why am I banking at the bank that's doing all this fraud? And I thought, you know, I need to come clean. I need to come clean. And it took me two years to get myself and my businesses all completely out of two of the biggest, most criminal banks in the world. And, and during that period, I tried very hard whenever I would spend money. You know, I moved everything locally and I was trying to spend money with people who had integrity. And then about after two years, I'd gotten the whole bank thing done, I woke up and I realized I felt much better. I can't describe this because I'm an investment banker, but the energetics of dramatically improving the quality of the people that you're transacting with, it makes an enormous difference in your life. I, I can't explain it. It just makes an enormous, enormous difference. And you shouldn't just do this because it's the right thing to do and it's the right thing for the world and the planet. You should do it because you deserve to do business and interact with people who have integrity. You can have that. It's a journey and it can be fun. Cash Friday was designed to be fun.
0: This underlines something else I keep coming back to, which is at the end of the day, it is all about the communities that we are forming. And... Right, You know, it's relatively simple to start some sort of community exchange, community currency, that kind of thing. But it's right. incredibly difficult to get a lot of people together interested in it. And that's the core of this. We need communities to come together around these ideas. And we need right. people out there who are bold and willing to speak out about them and organize things and get out there and do things so that other people right. can follow that example.
1: So here's the little solution for your for your solution. Uh, what do you call it? Your solution? It's.
0: Solutions watch.
1: Solutions watch. That when you dig down in most countries, not every country, but in most countries, certainly uh, in the United States, this is more than true. What you will find is the economy is being organized to control. And things are much poorer than they need to be, are much more dysfunctional than they need to be, because the money is being organized and spent to control. The minute you stop that and you simply organize it to optimize people's time and health and well-being, pow, there's the big secret on this planet is you have no idea how much wealth is destroyed every day, all day long. You know, the wealth in this planet could be 100 times greater if we could permit responsible freedom, If if we could be culturally capable of responsible freedom and stop all this oppression. Oppression and privilege you know, sort of economic and political privilege is the single most expensive thing I've ever seen in my life. And and the big secret is things really can work. It's remarkably possible.
0: Excellent. And I, I resonate with this Cash Friday idea on a number of levels. Just to prove <laughs> that point, uh, I have been talking with uh, Ernest Hancock at com and some other people uh-huh. about black market Fridays is uh, something that we're launching and we've been working on this for months now we're getting all the artwork <laughs> together and we're going to launch that soon so it's the same it's mostly the same idea Friday should be a day for participating in black market or mark, you know free markets activities um Using cash or crypto or something different. Yeah, absolutely. That's so fabulous. I think um, a lot of a lot of people are converging on these ideas because these are clearly the ideas that can counteract the direction they are pushing us with this going direct reset.
1: Well, y- you have you have a society that's under very deep control, and the control is getting more and more invasive. and And what we have to do is say you know something. We don't want that. We're leaving. And it's. I said this earlier this week, but I'll say it again. You have no idea how many unbelievably accomplished, successful people I know who are literally walking out. And they're saying, you know something? I don't, I don't want to be a part of your university. I don't want to be a part of your hospital. I don't want to be a part of, you know, this whole thing is a lie. I'm out. Let's go build a new civilization. Everybody's saying it. Let's go build a new civilization. I'm out. I don't
0: want it. Well, that's what it's going to take. And it's interesting how the times sort of create the space for people to start doing this, to actually affect the changeover. I think it's one of the interesting things. Things become solidified and ossified in these periods of relative stability in the world order. But in order to change that over to the new world order, whatever they're calling it this week, they have to liquefy all of those things that have been put in place for so long. And in that right. moment, we have the chance to use that energy to, to create a civilization that we want things. Everything's Absolutely. on the table right now at this moment, particularly right. we better be graf- okay, grasping. So, it.
1: so the, the majority of people I know uh, are, are, you know, the story of the man with the rope who's holding on to the rope for dear life and afraid to let go. And the grounds a foot underneath his foot. <laughs> You know, what I'm telling you, the economics are such that the ground is only, you know, a foot below your foot. Let go of the rope. And and as we let go of the rope, we have to keep we have to create this financial liquidity and financial liquidity is many things. It's liquidity in ideas and sharing. It's liquidity in our cash and our coins. It's liquidity in our assets there's no, you know, there's that. It's it's like the a big cookbook. There are hundreds and thousands of recipes, but everybody should be doing it. Everybody should be boycotting the bad guys. Everybody should be trying to shift their transactions to the good guys, and constantly talking about, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And you know, start with Cash Friday. Just tell ten people about Cash Friday and try it. Have fun trying it
0: absolutely make a game of it yeah. yeah see who can do the best with it and yeah. can you beat, beat that record yeah absolutely any way you can do to make this fun it does not all have to be doom and gloom and concentrating on the end of the world no we are creating something and that is inherently positive
1: did i ever tell you in the enemy of the state period why they could never quite shut me down
0: no, did I, ever tell you that story? no I don't think so
1: it turns out you know, cause they, they cut off all your credit and your bank accounts and, you know, they, they make it impossible for you to generate revenues anyway. So, the, you know, they're basically shutting down all my access to money and cash and credit. And, um, I sat down and I realized that I had loaned or gifted, you know, I've been very successful on Wall Street. I had loaned or gifted $250,000 to friends and family. They were either gifts or loans and sort of the well off people in my family got together and said, Well, you know, she helped everybody else, so why don't we help her? And over the next eleven years, gifts and repayments of loans came in. By the end, I counted it up, it was two hundred and fifty thousand almost to the penny. It was like you put it out there on the people bank and it comes back. But they could never shut off that money because it wasn't in a financial institution. It was out there, you know, it was out there in the people bank.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Another important concept that people don't don't understand, unfortunately, because it's being precluded from their attention. All right. So much, so much, so much to talk about with regards to this. I'm sure we'll come back to this in future conversations. But for the time being, I know probably most of my regular listeners will be familiar with the Solari report by now. But thankfully, there are always new people tuning in because there are new people finding out about this every single day. Tell them about the Solari report and the work you do there.
1: So um, the Solaria report came out of a process where I got so fed up with the propaganda machinery, James. I just said I'm going to answer people's questions, and the next thing you know, over many years, it turned into publishing. What we now do, it's we we our tagline is uh, have a free and inspired life, and our goal is to help individuals and families try and navigate this. Uh, you know, environment, understand what's going on, but also what they can do about it, money, health, practical things, and and do it in a way where what I – the way I make money, you know, helps everybody else be freer and more inspired because we realize, you know, if I'm making money genociding you, that's not going to – you know, that's never going to work. Anyway, so, so that's our focus, and we publish four wrap-ups a year because what, what we feel is if you can understand the deeper trends – then the noise every day to day in the news makes a lot more sense. And so we focused a lot on what's happening with the financial system, what's happening with the currency system and what's happening with um, now with the going direct reset and what the central banks are doing. And I have to say, you know, on the internet, we are one of your greatest fans. So we are constantly telling, if you come to the salary report, what you'll hear is if you're not subscribing and supporting the Corbett report, <laughs> you need to do so and it's interesting cuz you know John Titus is now joining me on money and markets and i've always been a big john titus fan cuz he during the financial crisis he just did an incredible job of videos but i didn't know he was back making videos until i saw him on the corporate report so i have to thank you because you in in one sense are the creator of this wrap up it was it was you putting me back in cahoots with John Titus that made this all
0: possible. So that's awesome to hear. And that's, that's actually exactly what you were just talking about, because in a way I, I put that out there and I get it back in the form of an incredible report that John Titus wrote for you because, because you discovered him through the work. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great how this, it all feeds back on each other. And this is an example of the, the community that is forming around these ideas.
1: Exactly. 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 So, you know, it's uh, one of my favorite quotes is, nobody is smart as all of us. Yeah. But that's yeah. what we're doing. We're, we're reinventing our world together.
0: Awesome. Well, I am very, very happy to be here doing that with you. I hope people will check out Solari.com if they haven't yet done so. And uh, we'll leave it there for today, but obviously a lot more to talk about in the future. Catherine Austin-Fitz, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you. Tomorrow's Friday. I'm using cash.
0: <laughs> <laughs>